You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so that we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today, we'll be reading Numbers 22.1 through 24.25, 95 verses today. Then the people of Israel set out and camped in the plains of Moab, beyond the Jordan at Jericho, and Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was in great dread of the people because they were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel. And Moab said to the elders in Midian, This horde will now lick up all that is around us as the ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, the son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, at Pethor which is near the river in the land of the people of Amal, to call him, saying, Behold, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the earth, and they are dwelling opposite me. Come now, curse this people for me, since they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fees for divination in their hand, and they came to Balaam and gave him Balak's message. And he said to them, Launch here tonight, and I will bring back word to you, as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam, and God came to Balaam and said to him, Who are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me, saying, Behold, a people has come up out of Egypt, and it covers the face of the earth. Now come, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to fight against them and drive them out. God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Once again, Balak sent princes, more in number and more honorable than these. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, the son of Zippor, Let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will surely do you great honor, and whatever you say to me, I will, come, I will do. Come, curse this people for me. But Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God to do less or more. So you too, please stay here tonight, that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If the men have come to call you, rise, go with them, but only do what I tell you. So Balaam rose in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. But God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as his adversary. 
Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey to turn her into the road. And the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in the narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw that the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam and Balaam's anger was kindled and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, because you have made a fool of me. I wish I had sworn in my hand. I wish I had a sword in my hand for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you way, this way? And he said, no. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I've come out to oppose you because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside before me these three times. If she had not turned aside for me, surely just now I would have killed you and let her live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So Balaam went on with the princes of Balak. When Balak heard that Balaam had come, he went out to meet him in the city of Moab on the border formed by the Arnon at, its, at the extremity of the border. And Balak said to Balaam, did I not send to call to you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Then Balaam said to Balak, behold, I have come to you. Have I now any power of my own to speak anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. Then Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kiriath-Huzoth. And Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep, and sent for Balaam, and for the princes who were with him. And in the morning, Balak took Balaam, and brought him up to Bamoth Baal. And from there, he saw a fraction of the people. And Balaam said to Balak, Build for me here seven altars, and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Balak did as Balaam had said, and Balak and Balaam offered on each altar a bull and a ram. And Balaam said to Balak, stand beside your burnt offering and I will go. Perhaps the Lord will come to me, to meet me, and whatever he shows me, I will tell you. And he went to, bear, to a bare height, and God met Balaam. And Balaam said to him, I've arranged the seven altars, and I've offered on each altar a bull and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return to Balak, and thus you shall speak. And he returned to him, and behold, he and all the princes of Moab were standing beside his off burnt offering. And Balaam took up his discourse and said, From Aram Balak has brought me, the king of Moab from the eastern mountains. Come curse Jacob for me, and come denounce Israel. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? From the top of the crags I see him. From the hills I behold him. Behold, a people dwelling alone and not counting itself among the nations. 
Who can count the dust of Jacob or number the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the upright and let my end be like his. And Balak said to Balaam, what have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies and behold, you've done nothing but bless them. And he answered and said, must I not take care to speak what the Lord puts in my mouth? And Balak said to him, please come with me to another place from which you may see them. You shall see only a fraction of them and shall not see them all. Then curse them for me from there. And he took him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Stand here beside your burnt offering while I meet the Lord over there. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Return to Balak, and thus shall you speak. And he came to him, and behold, he was standing beside his burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said to him, What has the Lord spoken? And Balaam took up his discourse and said, Rise, Balak, and hear. Give ear to me, O son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, or son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and he will not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot revoke it. He has not beheld misfortune in Jacob, nor has he seen trouble in Israel. The Lord their God is with them, and the shout of a king is among them. God brings them out of Egypt and is for them like the horns of the wild ox. For there is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. Now it shall be said of Jacob and Israel, what has God wrought? Behold a people as a lioness rises up and as a lion it's lifts itself. It does not lie down until it has devoured the prey and drunk the blood of the slain. And Balak said to Balaam, Do not curse them at all, and do not bless them at all. But Balaam answered Balak, Did I not tell you all that the Lord says I must do? And Balak said to Balaam, Come now, I will take you to another place. Perhaps it will please God that you may curse them for me from there. So Balak took Balaam to the top of Peor, which overlooks the desert. And Balaam said to Balak, build for me here seven altars and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had said and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. When Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go as the other times to look from, for omens, but set his face toward the wilderness. And Balaam lifted up his eyes and saw Israel camping tribe by tribe. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he took up his discourse and said, The oracle of Balaam, the son of Beor, the oracle of the man whose eye is opened, the oracle of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty falling down with his eyes uncovered. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your encampments, O Israel, like palm groves that stretch afar, like gardens beside a river, like aloes that the Lord has planted, like cedar trees beyond, beside the waters. Water shall flow from his buckets, and his seed shall be in many waters. His king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt, and he is for him like the horns of the wild ox. He shall eat up the nations, his adversaries, and shall break their bones in pieces and pierce them through with his arrows. He crouched, he lay down like a lion, and like a lioness, who will rouse him up? Blessed are those who bless you, and cursed are those who curse you. 
And Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam, and he struck his hands together. And Balak said to Balaam, I called you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have blessed them these three times. Therefore now flee to your own place. I said, I will certainly honor you, but the Lord has held you back from honor. And Balaam said to Balak, did I not tell your messengers whom you sent to me, if Balak should give me his house full of silver and gold, I would not be able to go beyond the word of the Lord to do either good or bad of my own will. What the Lord speaks, that will I speak. And now behold, I'm going to my people. Come, I will let you know what this people will do to you, to your people in the latter days. And he took up his discourse and said, the oracle of Balaam, the son of Beor, the oracle of the man whose eye is opened, the oracle of him who hears the words of God and knows the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty falling down with his eyes uncovered. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. Edom shall be dispossessed. Seir also his enemies shall be dispossessed. Israel is doing valiantly, and one from Jacob shall exercise dominion and destroy the survivors of cities. Then he looked on Amalek and took up his discourse and said, Amalek was the first among the nations, but its end is utter destruction. And he looked on the Kenite and took up his discourse and said, Enduring is your dwelling place, and your nest is set on the rock. Nevertheless, Cain shall be burned when Asher takes you away captive. And he took up his discourse and said, Alas, who shall live when God does this? But ships shall come from Kittim and shall afflict Asher and Eber, and he too shall come to utter destruction. Then Balaam rose and went back to his place, and Balak also went his way. So here in this section, we learn about Balaam. Balaam is actually an interesting character because he's testified to outside of the Old Testament. Uh, a lot of the, the, the uh, nations in this land have legends about this Balaam character, but here we get Israel's account of Balaam, God's account of who Balaam was. He seems to be a man who actually, apart from Israel, still worships the Lord. He, he's connected to God, and so Balak, uh, is terrified of Israel. He sees Israel in the wilderness, this, this people who have no nation. He's heard the rumors about the destruction that they have wrought, and he's terrified. So he says, I'm going to go get, I'll pay this guy Balaam to curse them. I'm going I'm to manipulate Balaam to, to curse this people. And initially, what his mindset is that I know that Balaam, that whoever he blesses is blessed, and I know that whoever he curses is cursed. So again, we get a little bit of twisting of the word of God here in that uh, he's heard some rumors, but the Lord has already said that to promise to Abraham, whoever blesses you, whoever blesses you I will bless, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And so that, that twisting of scripture is really interesting. And then you get the account of uh, Balaam and his donkey and the angel. It's interesting, though, that, that Balaam strikes his donkey uh, in that same word that Moses, used, that, that Moses struck the rock. 
but uh, the Lord is, is testing Balaam and preparing him to, to only speak his words. And finally they get there and uh, Balak is, is all ready to pay him off to curse the Israelites, but Balak, Balaam can only speak what the Lord has commanded. God is kind of putting into his mouth the words that he has to speak. And again and again, he will not curse Israel to the point where he starts blessing Israel. And then Balak realizing what's going on is he's like, all right, all right, fine. After a couple of these times, he's like, all right, fine. Stop, stop prophesying. Don't, don't curse them, but, but don't bless them either. But Balaam goes on and he says, everything that the Lord says, I already told you. Everything the Lord says, I'm going to say. And so uh, you have all of these oracles, but it's interesting that as, as Balaam looks down from the mountain and sees the camps of Israel, his oracle is like, he can see them and they are beautiful. They are all these garden images. There's water flowing and it's, it's like these trees. It's, it's, it's pointing back like this camp of Israel who is, we just learned, still like grumbling against the Lord. He sees the camp of Israel and he says, it looks like the Garden of Eden. God is reestablishing the Garden of Eden in these people. Meanwhile, the people are in Eden grumbling against the Lord. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this section. It's really, really cool. Like palm groves that stretch afar, like gardens beside a river, like aloes that the Lord has planted, like cedar trees beside the water, like God is going to. And then he goes on and, and talks about this one who is going to come, this star who is going to come. I see him, but not now. I behold him but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. This king who is going to come is going to establish his dominion. He's going to establish the Lord's kingdom. So this is a really powerful section of scripture that we read today. And so as we wrap up, I would encourage you to consider what does this section of scripture tell you about who God is? What is his character? What does he desire for his people? What does he desire for the world? What does this section of scripture tell you about the character of mankind, the state of humanity, about your own, your own, the, the way that you interact with the world? And then finally, what is it that the Holy Spirit is stirring up inside of you today? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless. <laughs>